Stoby. What is it? I've called this episode, What Day Is It? <laughs> Go and do me a favour. What's that? Go and tell me what day it is first. <laughs> I think it's a Wednesday. 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 Is that between a Thursday and a Friday? <laughs> Absolutely. Episode right. 12. What day is it? Hit it. Sounds like it's been that long. <laughs> it's only been like we've missed a week. Have we missed a week? We've we're two days behind at the moment. Two days behind. Why does it feel like we're like a fortnight behind? Why does it feel like it's August? <laughs> I wish it was August. <laughs> oh god, I know. So here we are. Lockdown. Episode twelve. The lockdown. The nah. lockdown. No, nah, nah, that's quite dramatic, isn't it? it? Yeah, I think what nah. day is it's a bit more cheerful. <laughs> we'll stick with that. Uh, so, but, but here we are. We are we are recording remotely, folks. Before anyone accuses us of being less than two meters apart from each other, we're more like fifty meters apart. Now, be more than that to your house, won't it? We live in the same village, so <laughs> we're not that far <laughs> apart. Yeah, it's within half a mile. Yeah, about that. Yeah, we're trying to uh, record remotely here, so let's see how this goes. Um, but we yeah, were having a quick discussion us. there about um, our experiences, of course, because this is very, very different way of living. This is a, a very new way for everyone. Yep. I, I'm quite lucky in as much as uh, I can work from home. I'm self-employed. Most of the work I can do, I can do from home. Uh, but Stoby, you've been working from home as well, haven't you? Yeah, so I, I'm, I've been really, really lucky and I cannot complain. Like, In fact, all I can do is give praise to like who I'm working for for Aviva because they've allowed me to work from home and also they're taking into account the fact that I need to look after my kids because my wife works in retail so she's essential right right, right. so no day off for her then <laughs> no no um, and so I've had to I've had to look after the kids during the day and then when she gets home it's at two o'clock I'll then go and start working Right, right. And they've been brilliant. And, you know, they, they've said to me, don't stress yourself. Don't exhaust yourself trying to hit your number of hours each week. Just do what you can. And that was said to me at the outset. And that's taken so much stress off of this because I know I'm not losing money and I'm, you know, still able to contribute. And it's just been fantastic. That sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough time for everyone. So, you know, whether you're in employment, self-employed, laid off, everyone's struggling. Um, I think with uh, maybe not even in a monetary sense, but in a mental sense where we have gone from being mm-hmm. a very, very busy society to what's happening here. Why are we so quiet? Um, and I know myself, it's taken me a long time to adjust to the fact that I'm not busting my hoop every single day to make ends meet mm-hmm. and actually it's taken me over a week to to come to terms with that uh, and I had a couple of real low moments last week where I started to question the point of well you know anything um, and yep. the other side yeah. of that though I'm starting to enjoy the slower pace of life my days are not crawling along like they thought uh, that they would my kids are here you know we're, we're helping them with their schoolwork. we're going out gardening um, it, it's actually been very 
different and, and quite enjoyable to a degree. I just hope we can take something, a, a lesson from this when we come out the other side. I just hope we can learn from this and realise that life is not about breaking your uh, breaking your backside to, to make money. Yeah, and, and that's there's a lot of sort of comments and posts out there saying like this is a chance for us all to reset and kind yes. of just look at what is actually important. Yeah. And, and it's really weird like how so much is just slowed down for this you know like six months ago if you said we need to stop you know we need to ground all the planes everyone would say that's impossible you yeah know, global warming isn't a thing or whatever but now we've grounded all the planes yeah, yeah you know and yeah okay so with that comes the economic impact the financial impacts on the companies but it's not impossible and it might give a lot of companies a chance to kind of look and say well how can we do things differently when we start up again. And hopefully not just companies, I mean, actual everyday people. I mean, we, I think we're all under pressure and we put ourselves under the pressure to work our butts off. And and that's what life is, that we, if we're not seen to be working, we're lazy. If we're not, do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're sitting here um, yeah. and we're not allowed to take time off. We're not allowed to take a holiday. And we feel guilty for not working till eight o'clock at night, every night. Uh, it's not life, you know. You only get one chance at this, in my opinion, obviously. Uh, but you only get one chance at living. And why? Why are we doing this? And I think questions need to be asked at the other side of this. I mean, from the other side, I've seen people commenting of, "Oh, isn't it funny how we don't have any money till this happens?" Uh, yeah, but let's get this into our heads. We are going to be plunged three hundred thirty billion pounds more into debt than we already are and we are hugely in debt mm -hmm. so to save the workforce and obviously that's where the government get their money is from VAT, from taxes and from all that we need to work to do that that's why they're doing it yeah. but out the other side of this, ouch <laughs> you know, there's a massive impact. It's the national equivalent of a person losing their job or unable to pay their bills and taking out a loan Yes, constantly. you will have to pay that back Although I've never really mm -hmm. figured out who to, <laughs> you know. No, I, I have no idea. I just figure. You ever seen a Game of Thrones? Yeah. The Iron Bank. <laughs> I, I just imagine <laughs> Stephen Moffat sitting there going, "Give me the money, come on, UK government." Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting time, and actually, uh, time for reflection and time to change. So, um, I've, I've been relatively lucky in as much as work I've currently got on. Most of it has not gone away. I've lost some work, obviously. Uh, I've got some design work on. Mm -hmm. I've got some websites on. Uh, all my video works disappeared, funnily enough. But um, you know, this yeah. is all involving him to go to people and video them. Oh. Well, that's a big no-no. So that's been postponed. It's not been cancelled. Um, yeah. But, you know, from a self-employment point of view, the government are doing something. I mean, I've, I've applied for the grant as a small business um, to try and tide me over these months. Um, but there's also mm -hmm. the, the self-employment um, payments that they're offering and um, furlough as well. You know, as a, have I said that right? Furlough? Furlough? Furlough. Yeah, to, to save people's jobs at the end of this. And 80% and pay for not being at work is a very, to me, a very generous offer uh, to yeah. still keep, keep a job at the end of all this. So um, there is things happening. Uh, but I think the most distressful thing is seeing how many people are flaunting the rules and not quite understanding how deadly serious this is. Yeah, so I, I've heard quite a few times people talking about, like one of my mates, Wittick, was out for a run mm -hmm. and he was saying he couldn't believe the amount, of, the amount of groups of teenagers and young adults hanging about. Yes, absolutely. Like, and, but, you know, and it's just like, just, and it's not even, 
you want to just grab the parents and yes. be like, why are you letting them out? Yeah. At the same time, though, the parents could be working, you know, so they're, they're in the house on their own and there's no one to actually stop them. Yeah, there, there could trusted. be that. But I mean, I, I saw a post about the fact that you're killing your grandparents or even your parents with this. I mean, the bottom line is, and this is the harsh reality of this, is if there's an old person in the hospital that needs a respirator to live and you come in as a you know, an under 40 year old and you need the respirator, but they've ran out, they will take it off the old person to give to you. Everything has repercussion, everything. So if you're going out with your friends and hugging and all this sort of stuff and hanging about in groups thinking it's okay because you're young and fit, you actually could be signing someone's death warrant by doing that. And I know that sounds overly dramatic, but that's the truth of the matter. You could be killing an old person. And that, that's what happened in Italy last week. There was a 72-year-old priest oh, who was on a ventilator that his parishioners had bought for him. Yes. And then a young person came in who needed a ventilator and he gave his up. Yeah, and consequently and died. subsequently died from yeah. it. Yeah, and that that's that is the harsh reality of the situation. There is not a ventilator for everyone, and mm-hmm. I think this goes back to how spoiled we probably are as a nation, thinking that the the NHS will always be there for us, or, or we'll always have healthcare, we'll always have this, and we'll always have that. Well, the harsh reality is in situations like this is we don't, and we can't have six gazillion respirators just in case something like this goes down. Um, it's not. Uh, it's just not possible to do that yeah um, and just while you're saying there about the NHS I think we should probably take a moment just to give a massive massive shout out oh yeah to the NHS workers who are all you know working for lack of a better term working their butts yeah. off and, and also risking uh, everything for us at the moment everything mm-hmm. they, they, I mean they, yeah. they are, if, if you compare this to a war they are the front line you know jumping onto Normandy Beach the first ones off the boat um, and yeah. and the pharmacy workers and even the retail workers, for Pete's sake, you know, stacking these shelves so we can fight yeah. over toilet roll <laughs> yeah. and yeah, other ridiculous absolutely. situations. Someone's going to write a book about this. They have to. Well, it's crazy, actually, because this will be the first time something like this has happened globally, that there will be multitudes of various media coming out on it. So there'll be, there'll be you know, podcasts, oh, obviously, YouTube videos. There'll still be written diaries, um, so my eldest is keeping a written diary at the moment of everything that's going on. Um, th- there'll be so much, and this is, I think this is the first time, possibly in history, that we've been able to fight it on such a scale as well. Oh, no doubt at all. I mean, you know, you've had the Black Plague mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. We've had pandemics before, just never to this degree and never this fast moving either. Uh, but of course, the world is a small place now. The world is tiny compared to what it was back mm-hmm. in the Black pa- Plague days. How did it move before? It moved bloody slowly. That's how it moved. Um, whereas now yeah. we can, you know, be in Hong Kong in one day and then, you know, the UK the next. That's how quickly you can move things around. And that's how it shifts. And there was cases of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there was cases of, like, there was a businessman who went from, uh, I can't even remember now, but he was like, he visited multiple locations. Yeah. In a week, and was they traced him as the source of <laughs> multiple outbreaks because he didn't even know he had it. Now we're not pointing fingers, but you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is very, very, very early days. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we we weren't as aware, and we're still learning every day. Like you say, you know, we're we're learning each day what's going on with it. Yeah, and how how to fight it better. I don't know if you saw that open letter by a doctor actually who was talking about that every day we're learning more about it. Every day we are. Um, 
learning how to fight it better. And actually, we can normally see symptoms now without even doing any tests. So they, they, they seem to be able to mm-hmm. start judging the severity of your case, uh, which brings me to a friend of mine who's just said she went up to the PRI tonight to the COVID um, so, uh, centre at the back of the place. Because uh, she's got mm-hmm. a sore, very sore chest on top of all her other symptoms. They didn't test her. So you drive up, you're directed by a bunch of people in masks. They didn't test her. They took her temperature and all that sort of stuff, but they did not test her for COVID. So it's interesting that, that there's a COVID response centre, but they didn't think she was severe enough to worry. So did they give reason for that? Well, yeah, basically because either her temperature or whatever wasn't high enough. I think the bottom line is because she was still functioning. She was driving her car and she was still going about. Right, okay, yeah. But actually, the, the, the crutch of it is, if you're not on death on your deathbed, basically, if you don't feel like you're dying, then I, I think you're going to struggle to get you know, admitted or anything, or even tested at this mm-hmm. stage, which is quite scary, isn't it? To think that you could be that ill and actually it doesn't matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not enough for you to go further through the, the process. And that's where some of the stats are skewed. Um, and the fact oh, yeah. that we're not testing everybody. So at the moment, it's showing like a 4 or 5% death rate in the UK. But the reality is that the number of cases is higher. That's just the number of confirmed oh, cases that's been tested. So no, the death rate is, yeah. it, you know, in good news, the death rate is lower. It has to be lower because yes. that number can't be smaller. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and they know who's no, died absolutely. from it. So. But we don't know how many people have it. And I think that's the scary bit. But actually, I think essentially we're all going to end up with it at some point. That's pretty much how it's going down. No no one's immune to it. Well, I I was reading that they reckon a lot of people have actually had it and not shown symptoms, yes. which is encouraging in a way that, you know, there is that glimmer of hope that actually some of us are already immune to it. And we just don't know, and we won't well, know is, until they... Is the, it a one and done, though? Have they proved it's a one and done yet? Or, well, we the, don't, I think we I won't th- know that yet. Well, we, wait, it's too early to know that. See, the thing is, they're saying that there's a second strain, or, you know, a second round hit in Wuhan at the moment, and people who have tested positive are now... Uh, who tested as recovered are now testing as positive again. But they're also casting doubt, saying that there's a chance that the, the negative test was wrong, and they, it actually yes. had never left their system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even the testing side of it, they're not, it's not an, a, a sure thing, I believe, or at least not the home testing kits that they've started to order. Yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. So it's not, a, it's, you know, we've known about this for, what, four months? That's pretty yeah. new in comparison to, like, the age of the cold, the age of the flu, how long, you know, they've been around. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're still in infancy. And, and we're not, we've not peaked yet either. This is a thing that the UK has not peaked yet. No. Um, and that's a scary thought as well. But I mean, stay safe. That's what it comes down to. Don't be stupid. Stay safe. Sanitize your hands. Yeah. And drip feed the NHS with the cases. And that's what they're going for at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what they're going for. It's about limiting the amount at one time. And, you know, hopefully people are adhering now. And to be honest with you, the local shop in in Lunkerty, for example, has been absolutely fantastic. So two people a time in the shop. Uh, You go in and for the most part, the shelves are full, apart from toilet roll, which still seems to be a problem for some reason. Um, But you go in and there's a choice of bread. There's a choice of things. And I think I've I've heard that from other people's local shops as well. It's not just ours. That the local shops are are surviving and thriving to a degree Mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. Um, 
So in, in that sense, it's still it's working. And if we all calm down a little bit and stop buying three million bog rolls, uh, I don't know if you did you see that American guy who did a calculation on how long it would take you to to go through the toilet roll people were buying from Walmart, uh, and he worked it out that you'd have to take 140 odd you know poopoos a day in order to <laughs> use a toilet roll. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> At that point, um, COVID nineteen is the least of your problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, that, that's that. I just realised how long we've been talking for, and this podcast isn't that long. Yeah, that's true. I've just got images of like your your backside looking like Freddy Krueger if you were doing 140 dumps. A day. <laughs> Where did you see that picture of my backside? I, I told him to take that down. Moving on. Uh, so what else have we got? Well, we've got. Um, I spoke to Nicole Lumsden, who is the lead facilitator for Perth Andy's Man Club. Um, uh-huh. I, I just basically asked him to give us a quick update on what Andy's Man Club are doing in these times when they're not able to get together. So a couple of weeks ago, they had to postpone all their events, all their Monday night meetups, basically, which has risks in itself because you've got all these unsupported men who are then put into a lockdown situation and need all that extra help. So Nicole explained in great detail how Andy's Man Club are helping through the power of social media, through the internet. So here's the audio from Nicole on what Andy's Man Club are doing. Hi, this is Nicole from Andy's Man Club in Perth. Uh, this is day six of the government lockdown. I'm currently scraping the walls. It's obviously a really tough situation for us all to find ourselves in at the moment, but I know people that are suffering from, from poor mental health are, are finding this isolation really, really difficult. Personally, as a volunteer Samaritan and running Andy's Man Club in Perth, you come across a lot of people in different situations uh, who are who are struggling just to, to get their head around what's going on. With Andy's Man Club, obviously our groups have had to be cancelled on a Monday. That's UK-wide. The decision was made at the head office level to essentially stop meeting up and that had a big impact on a lot of the guys myself included Mondays 7 till 9 are a massive part of my life now they have been for for over two years now I've rarely missed any Andy's Man Club sessions and uh, yeah it it was it was really difficult to 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 try and process what what we were going to do as a result luckily the guys at head office have come up with a solution for us which has been to video chat through Google Meets. Perth were lucky enough to trial it last Monday. We had 25 guys attend the video chat. I ran it just as I would on a normal Monday night, starting through questions one to five. And the guys just unmuting themselves when, when they're ready to share. It was a really good session. We, there's a lot of laughter, a lot of powerful shares as well. Guys struggling as as to be expected. We left the the video chat though absolutely buzzing. So much so that we're going to go live with it next Monday. Um, we are hoping to have as many other groups throughout the UK involved as well. Uh, we've got 28 groups throughout the UK, and we're I think we're hoping maybe. 20 to 22 groups getting involved. I think it's 
brilliant that through adversity we've come up with a solution just to to help people uh, when when they need it. We're not only just using it for Mondays. Like a lot of the guys in Andy's Man Club would meet up for a coffee. You might have seen them about. We we meet in uh, some of the local coffee shops, and they're all shut now as well. So that's been quite difficult. So on Friday evening, about seven o'clock, a few of us got together on the video chat, coffees in hand, and uh, just had a chat. How our week's been? What we've been up to? Quite a couple of funny things. Just really nice, just to see the guys again. It just gives you that little bit of a boost for the weekend. And uh, on. Well, come tomorrow, we will be hopefully going live with possibly about 40 guys from the AMC Perth. At the moment, we're not taking new guys as we would normally do on a Monday. Um, the reason being is it's, well, it's a really daunting situation for anybody to be put into a video chat with up to 40 guys. And yeah, it's, it's not, it's not the right setting at the moment. So head office are looking at a way that we can continue implementing the, uh, well, the arrival of new guys into the group, whether that be having smaller groups on the video chat or meeting beforehand or chatting, sorry, not meeting physically, but sort of meeting up one to one on, on chat beforehand, uh, messaging them through, through Facebook, something like that, that, that can just integrate the guys and, and and make them feel more comfortable before Monday and because uh, oh, as a lot of the guys in AMC know it's one of the most difficult things is turning up for the first time so we want to make that as easy as we can for, for a lot of our newer guys uh, what Andy's Man Club this year was, we were planning a lot of amazing things to just spread the word that it is okay to talk Due to what's going on with the current climate, it's put a lot of things on hold, which is well, it's quite sad, but you never know. Watch the space, we'll come into the end of summer, early autumn, we might get back out and do these things. A couple of things we had planned were a bus tour, again, a bigger one this time, maybe three buses, visiting places we haven't been yet, but we're maybe planning to go to, um, spending longer in certain cities as well. This is hopefully still going to go ahead, but we obviously have to see what, what's going to happen. Other things we were looking at was a, a gumball rally, which would involve well, possibly 20 cars leaving Halifax and driving to each individual club throughout the UK. And then sort of first one back is the winner. A good way, again, to get out there, spread the message, get maybe get some media coverage as well. Things like this podcasts are absolutely fantastic they're pivotal to the stuff that we do um, and we're always grateful when when we get a sort of segment on these things it's um it's really good and um, so thank you for that and i mean we've we've just had our facilitator training down in huddersfield that was a weekend away just meeting up with the other facilitators from across the uk doing a bit of training and a bit of a Q&A session as well, just to see how, how things are going to go. These plans were, were all in place, ready to go, and then everything gets locked down. So I'm pretty confident that it'll all be picked up again. But again, we've, we've had to adapt. Uh, it's, what, it's what we do. It's what we do best. We, we adapt as and when we need to. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really confident that, that this year is still going to be massive for, for Andy's Man Club. We've, uh, we absolutely smashed it last year. 
Um, we're nearly seeing up to 900 men come through the doors on a on a week, which is absolutely massive. It's like when I first joined in Perth, we were having maybe six or seven guys come through the door. Now we had 62 was our record. Not just the mind boggles when you see all these men just sitting in a room together talking about their their darkest thoughts and their innermost sort of feelings it's um it's absolutely humbling and uh, it just shows uh, the strength of it and that given the right platform guys can talk about how they're feeling um and they they will realize that it is okay to talk and we'll get over one pandemic and hopefully we can uh, smash another one which is the the rate of men taking their own lives it's uh, it's twelve a day at the moment, and that's that's too many. Uh, we will continue fighting this cause until well until something changes. Really, we we need to get these numbers down. It's um, even one man or one person taking their life each day is is one person too many. Um, and there is obviously support out there, and Andy's Man Club will continue doing their part to. We've got a part to play in it, I guess, and we'll continue to. To do what we do. Anyway, I think I've uh, blabbed on for for quite a while now. Um, again, amazing opportunity. Uh, so thank you again to the uh, the Perth podcast, and we'll hopefully keep you posted about any sort of future updates with uh, with clubs reopening or or whatever's going to happen in the future. But until then, guys, stay safe and remember it's uh, okay to talk. So that was uh, Nickel from Andy's Mind Club there. That's some fantastic update there. And, and they're still going. It just shows, you know, in this adversity, they can still carry on doing what they're doing, albeit from afar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all we can do in a lot of cases now. Yeah. Nothing's impossible. We can get over this. We can get around this. We will survive and we will carry on. I do miss socialising. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't drink a lot. Do you know what? Though? When people say you can't go out and do it, that's when you're like, yep. oh, man. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> I don't normally get drunk, but I could really do with it now. <laughs> uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is the Lethem for All, who we've mentioned before in the show. So Lethem for All is a project for the North Perth area, um, Lethem and all that sort of stuff, obviously. So they have just created this North Perth COVID-19 community support project. Now, basically, for people who are struggling to get in, and I don't mean because you're lazy or whatever. I'm talking about people who are genuinely struggling to get out of the house to go shopping. They have offered a support group for this. They have volunteers that will go out and get your shopping for you because you cannot. So we're talking about the the most vulnerable members of society here. And I had a lovely story from um, the from Susie, who's one of the, the members there, about how it's already helped people. Uh, and I'm just going to find out while I spin this out a little bit. <laughs> uh, so here we are. So Susie messaged me to say, today we helped an 81-year-old man who's had his care workers removed. He is in a wheelchair, housebound and on oxygen 24-7. No neighbours, no family able to help. Lethem for all volunteers got him food for the next few days and sorted a reassurance call. And that's just one person that they've helped already. 
Mm-hmm. Now that that's quite incredible, I think, for that you know for a quick reaction to the situation yeah um, and you can find out more about this this thing if you know someone who's vulnerable or if you think you can volunteer to help lethem for all.org.uk that's lethem number four all.org.uk we'll put the link on and in, in the description below and like you say i mean it's it's one of these things where people could easily be left behind and sadly people will be left behind by this Oh, absolutely. And, and actually, that neighbour that you, you might think is weird or whatever, or, and ha- you haven't seen them for a while, it, you know, now's the time to maybe not knock on the door, throw a stone at the window, I don't know. Um, find <laughs> Prod it with a brush. With them and just <laughs> two brushes tied on end to end. Uh, but now is the time to make sure people are okay and check in with folk that you that you, you know or, or haven't spoken to for a while, because I think we forget to do that in everyday life, never mind now. Yeah, what you got to do is ring the doorbell, wipe it down with a wipe quickly, and then run away. <laughs> In a hazmat suit. <laughs> so, uh, what else have you got? So, at the weekend, I was watching a video. Um, it was a live concert that one of my friends was doing. So, Kev works on a cruise ship, and he had just got back to Scotland. He'd seen what was happening, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to go to the pub. So... No! Yeah, well, that, that was a problem for him, so... Well, I'll, I'll let him explain it. Here's some music from the Isolation Arms, followed by a little explanation about what they are.
the Isolation Arms up here in, uh, in Tayside in Scotland. This is uh, myself, Kev, my mate Gordon here. We set this thing up. Um, I, I've been away working around the world, playing the guitar, doing a bit of singing. And uh, I stay here with uh, my good friend here, Gogs. And uh, when we knew that I was actually able to come home with the current state of things, uh, we decided to come back and then we could see the way this was all going to play out. You know, you, um, like Italy was already shutting down, parts of Europe, uh, Asia is shutting down. And uh, so we decided, well, if we can't go to the pub, we'll bring the pub to us. So, uh, yeah, we, we sat here, Gogs had a great idea. Well, why don't we build a bar? Now, we didn't quite think it would go this Two days later. Far. Yeah, two days later, we, we have the wood, we have a skeleton, and then we ply it out, and it's now finished up, and uh, we've called it the Isolation Arms. And uh, what we're doing is we're both uh, musicians, uh, like I said, here on Tayside, and uh, we are putting together little uh, sessions. So we're going to go live on Saturday, the 28th. Uh, will be our first wee gig, as we've called it online, and uh, we're calling ourselves the Village Idiots, you know, because you've got to make fun of this situation, I suppose. Uh, keep keep it light, keep it light, and uh, yeah, we're just it helps us, you know. We obviously we're like everybody else. We're uh, isolated. We're we're locked down. We're shut down, and uh, we get our we get our one ounce of, of exercise per day. We go out for for a walk once a day, and uh, we go out shopping as little as possible. But I think we've made it what once this week. No, so, twice we went in yesterday. Twice, twice, twice this now. week, twice now. Um, but just to get what we need and, uh, and we cook up the rest and then we have a couple of beers at night uh, here in the pub but yeah, uh, given the state of things and uh, the fact that we don't know how long this is going to go on for uh, we really do wish everybody well uh, we hope everybody's staying healthy and uh, like isolating themselves and keeping distance from other people but yeah, this is just uh, something we thought could bring a bit of joy for us and a bit something to do for us, more importantly, but also just for anybody who wants to join in, uh, we've got quite a quite a few followers now, uh, both stateside uh, and here in the UK, and uh, a couple in, uh, in Europe as well. So there's going to be some different time zones jumping around. Uh, so we're going to aim for uh, one big session at least on a on a Saturday evening, and then throughout the week we'll do little coffee sets, sitting here having a, a, an afternoon coffee and a natter. So. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. We are the Isolation Arms. Uh, if you want to come and check us out, we go live Saturday for our, what we're calling our first week gig. We are the Village Idiots. And uh, stay safe out there. Look after yourselves. And um, yeah, hopefully this message reaches you in high spirits, or at least plenty of spirits. We'll see you later. Cheers. And just remember, you may not be able to go out the house, but you can still come to the pub. Amen to that. <laughs> so there you have it. If you can't go to the pub, make your own in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A friend of mine actually has a bar in his house. He's turned his spare room into that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit jealous right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the, the, the beer, the fridge is stocked just now, thankfully. But uh, yeah, it's full of Corona, would you believe? The irony is just amazing. <laughs> um, so as Kev said, they did have a gig on the 28th, which is obviously in the past now, but they're looking to do them. Uh, every Saturday so if you follow them on Facebook you'll be able to keep up to date with their live gigs as they're doing them and Kev and Gordon are two talented musicians at the last gig I mean you've seen them oh you heard them sorry playing guitar there but at the gig there like Kev was playing guitar singing Gordon was playing bass guitar trombone acoustic guitar you know they're very versatile 
and they'll take requests as well. I hate them already. <laughs> <laughs> Too talented. Uh, I mean, similarly, I was watching Dave Arcari, uh, who currently lives in Glasgow, but is uh, you know has lived in Perth for a long time before that. Uh, he played a live gig on Monday night, and do you know what? It actually brought us together. A few of us were all on Facebook at the same time. We were typing messages. We were heckling a little bit, <laughs> uh, and he was asking for donations. And do you know what? Like. Art, musical artists of all people have no income just now. That that's it. It's yeah. gone. There's no way. There's no point in releasing new albums because they can't tour them to make the money. They need their support. But actually, what it did was cheer us up a little bit. Um, yeah. And also, the wife and I watched uh, a, a live comedy thing from Glasgow, the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow. Right. And we were sitting here laughing away, and we're, you know they were talking. There were there was heckling coming through Facebook and YouTube and all that sort of stuff do it people just get involved in these live events they're actually really quite cool yeah no i i completely agree i've watched a couple since then uh finn anderson who i whose music i love he's doing them for free on instagram as well and it's just great it's, it, do you know, it's a bit of socialisation that I think we're missing out on at the moment. Whether you socialise or not, I think everyone needs a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just fab. It was a good laugh there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, that's, that's fab. Um, what else do we have? Is there anything else? We're running out of time, I think. Yeah, actually. we are. Um, I believe you had information about the Perth Business Forum. Ah, yeah, right. So um, Don, who runs the uh, Precious Sparkle Shop in Perth opposite the concert hall, has created this uh, Perth... Um, where is it? Perth. Oh, I've lost it. I've looked something else up. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Multiple Perth. tabs. Perth, Perth Business Forum is what it's called. So if you own a, a business in Perth, this is set up to help you get information about the grants that the government have offered and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, Perth Business Forum, check it out. There's some really good advice on there and it's just trying to keep everyone together in the know and to support each other through these hard times. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was in town earlier, naughty, naughty, but I had to get uh, dog food. I was running out. Uh, so I went to Alan's Pet Shop, who was open. Uh, one person at a time in the shop and people were adhering to that very well and standing back from the door to let people come in and out. Mm -hmm. So it was a really nice shopping experience. I washed myself down all afterwards, you know, de you know, anti-backed myself and all that sort of stuff. I uh, had a nice conversation with him. He says he's doing really well. Um, obviously, it's not pleasant for these shopkeepers to be, you know, in amongst all this, seeing everyone. But mm -hmm. you know what? They're doing a grand and stellar job. They really are. I went to e-computers next door as well because I needed a Wi-Fi dongle for my computer, which I had to take from the office home, which is an absolute pain. Uh, but that's how it is. So, you know, the, these guys are out there and they're, they're putting themselves at risk for you. So don't give retail workers abuse. Shut up. They are doing a great job. They're doing what they can. Be nice. And if you can't be nice, shut the hell up. Yeah. And that's it. And we did, we did like um, a little post to say you know is there anyone out there that you want to say thanks to um for doing you know a great job during these uh trying times megan who was on episode 11 she says that her friend kirsty muri works for the council in sheltered housing and it's, it's just to give a shout out to people who aren't necessarily nhs and retail workers that you might not think of as doing a great job but what she's saying is that the tenants are often vulnerable and obviously aren't allowed visitors at this time so it's a tough time in the complexes um, so thank God for people like her who are making sure our loved ones are safe and have everything they need. So that was a nice wee shout out uh, there for Kirsty. Yeah. And it is a good point. Often overlooked. Yes, exactly. It's a good point to remember there are areas that might be overlooked um, when everyone's praising the retail workers and that's not to take anything away from them at all. Like, I know a lot of them are scared. No. You know, there's so I've, much I've, uncertainty. Well, God, of course they are. And yet they, they still are. go out yeah, and so they do it. 
It's scary. It's um, for both parties as well, you know, because the, mm-hmm. the folks that are, they're helping might not even understand really what's going on and how they can help themselves. And you know, I've got a, a friend who works in care as well, and it, it's it's tough times. It really is, and there's not a lot to protect them, unfortunately. You know, no. So no, good on you. Keep keep on trooping, guys. It's uh, you're, we're all get we'll get there. We'll all get there together. It's fine. As I say, be nice. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Be nice. We're all in this boat together. Let's get through this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's about it. That's quite a nice happy note to get to leave on, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, actually, yeah. But yeah it's, it's been nice to even chat to you because I've not seen you, obviously, but <laughs> since the lockdown. Um, so it's, quite, it's, it's just good, and I think we should definitely keep this going. And um, Folks, if you want to shout out for someone, if you even want to get on the show, send us some audio recording if you can about your experience have you got a story to tell mm-hmm. let us know if there's something you've done if there's something someone that you know has done something really quite cool that will help um, and you want to give them a shout out and, and give them praise for what they've done let us know and we'll, we'll try and get a hook up with you we'll try and get a recording going or just read it out on on this podcast for you um, subscribe to us check us out on social media the Perth podcast pretty much everywhere isn't it you know instagram facebook twitter all that sort of stuff uh, but do give us a shout um if you're a business that's still open if and i tell you the one thing we didn't cover still was takeaways we want to have a look at the takeaways of have, have all sprung up as a result of this because restaurants can't open so that they're, they're counterbalancing that by doing takeaways so next episode that's what we're going to do let's cover the takeaways in the next episode yeah that sounds like a good plan cool beyond that i think that's us we're done cool catch us on fcpod.net slash the perth podcast as well and Booyaka! <laughs> Music, mate. Hit it. Done.